Thank you for joining us for our panel discussion on finding and developing your gifts. Robin Johnson and Michelle Wingle will be guiding the conversation. Please welcome the following experts to our panel. Dr. Louise Jorgensen, PhD, is a board-certified, licensed clinical mental health counselor. She is a counselor educator and private practitioner specializing in treating depression, anxiety, mood disorders, trauma recovery, and relational issues. She is trained in EFT, EMDR, mindfulness, energy psychology, and shame resilience work, and has studied positive psychology and psychopharmacology at the Mind-Body Institute of Medicine at Harvard University. Leslie Watkins differs from other life coaches and mediators because of her energy work. Leslie's ability to see and read energy enhances her ability to help those who feel stuck in life. She works with people who want real change, people desiring greater happiness and empowerment, families wanting healing from unhealthy generational patterns, and healing after a trauma. Leslie's passion is Healing Generations, which is the title of her latest book. Michelle Powers is a spiritual life coach and energy healer. She has happily dedicated her life to helping others truly connect to their spiritual gifts and their divine destiny. Michelle was born with very special gifts from God, allowing her to see, hear, and communicate with angels and loved ones on the other side. She is most passionate at combining her Reiki mastery and spiritual life coaching tools in harmony with her ability to communicate with angels all around us. She offers personal appointments, inspiring courses, and relaxing retreats. Dr. Jeff O'Driscoll, MD, frequently communicated with spirits who hovered between this life and the next as he worked in the emergency department of a major trauma center. He saw people leave their bodies at the time of death, and he experienced eternity with them. In his fascinating memoir, Not Yet, Dr. O'Driscoll describes his experiences that are both interesting and instructive. For those who wish to develop their spiritual gifts, this book is a must-read. Dr. Jeff exists to help people heal and connect people to their own spiritual gifts. Thank you, each one of you, for joining us this morning. We're so excited to start this conversation. And we want to begin by just asking you to define what is a gift. For me, it is just something that you hold near and dear to your heart, that you're excited to share with the world, but sometimes you don't know quite how to do that. <laughs> um, I would say it's something that you are born with, possibly, that, that you have to develop <clears throat> excuse me, over time. But I think that all of us have um, spiritual gifts, spiritual and emotional gifts that uh, that we have to become aware of over time and nurture and, and that they grow as, as we grow within ourselves. So I think we all have kind of um, a feeling about what we um, are good at and, and that is, is our indicator that we have spiritual gifts. A gift is something that each of us are given and those gifts are infinite in variety and incorporate so many different aspects 
of who each of you and each of us are. And gifts are given and received so that we can in turn help others. And I might add a caution that sometimes we miss them because we don't think of them as gifts. For 25 years, I never thought I had a gift. I didn't think anything I did or saw was unusual until I started sharing and people started asking about my gift. And I said, what gift? What are you talking about? So sometimes gifts are things that come innately to us and we take them for granted because they seem more natural to us than to other people, but they are gifts. What, yeah, what are gifts for? Tell us what are gifts for, Dr. Jeff. Well, I agree with what's been stated, stated already. I think gifts are given specifically to help others. Uh, and learning to use your gift not only for your own benefit, but to be able to go out and help others heal. And I think that's the main purpose of gifts. And to bring wholeness and joy to us and to others as well. And gifts also are to create, I think, a community. Because there are many things that I feel like I'm lacking in that I can sense in other people. And I'm so grateful that other people have those things that I seem to be lacking in. So, and I believe that gifts are given um, to connect and to share, to share with others. I feel like gifts are here to help us heal and to help other people heal and become whole, but they just bring so much peace and healing. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> so, um, several of you have mentioned that it's hard to sometimes know what your gifts are. So. What would you recommend for people who are trying to figure out, what are my gifts? What am I good at? How do they recognize that in themselves? Um, I only recently became aware of the fact that sometimes I can discern people's gifts. And if people are in an open, inviting, safe environment, sometimes when they speak, their gifts become obvious, even not, although not to them. And so I've learned the importance of sharing. And in so doing, we help each other identify our gifts that we may not even be aware of. I think we also pretty much, if, if you're like me and the rest of this panel, we have a tendency to want to not talk about those things somehow that it, it might mean that we are full of hubris or that we're being prideful. And so when I, I've been asked this before that when someone says to me, what are you good at? What, what's your gift? And I, my quick response is, I can unload a dishwasher in less than two and a half minutes. <laughs> and that's kind of a defense mechanism because I'm afraid to say somehow what I feel like I have been gifted with. And so one way to begin to know your gifts is to say, what am I afraid to share with other people? And begin to let go of that fear and replace it with love and gratitude. 
Um, I would say that what I am drawn to, what I am, if I am aware of how I feel, what I am innately drawn to, um, that helps me identify more specifically what my gifts are. And um, that can be difficult, too, because it is, it is hard to um, recognize specifically what those gifts are, but what I'm innately drawn to, and then to kind of expound on that, because we all have them. And I feel like gifts are something that just comes so natural to you. Like we talked about that sometimes we don't even recognize them as gifts. But your gifts are something that you came into this world with. And they feel so natural and such a part of you that sometimes you don't even recognize that they are a gift. And sometimes people come to me and they'll say, I, I don't feel like I have any gifts at all. And... Um, but I have them take a moment to just be in silence and to think and to really be, be still. And something will come to their mind usually, and it's, it's that thought, that inspiration of just, I know what my gift is and what I'm here to do with it. We've spoken before about how often the gift appears from a wound. Can you speak to that? Mm-hmm. Speak to that. I think that that's a fascinating idea. Well, I can easily. So when I was small, um, I saw color um, around people, around plants, and learned very quickly that not everybody else saw that and got very, very quiet about it and shut right down um, and didn't even speak about it again until I was in college. So all of those years that I could have been nurturing that gift um, and even you know helping others with what I saw and and um, how I saw energy, I shut down. I shut it right down. And so it was through that shutting down that I learned to um, reopen that gift up in college. So, it, but all those years, I I never spoke about it. How do we push past that? How do we push past that moment? Those that are afraid, how did you push past that fear? Do you know, for, for me personally, it, it took someone else's reflection, so it took the gift of someone else saying, mm-hmm. so is, do you see energy? So someone else recognized the gift in me. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, it's becoming aware, aware of yourself, and aware particularly if you have been wounded, and many people who have gifts In fact, all of us have been wounded in one way or another, but many people who are, have, don't quite know how to express those gifts need to become aware, or it's helpful to become aware of what's going on inside of you and what created that. And from my own experience, a deep wound that I received in childhood created in me a greater sense of intuitiveness. I had to become more intuitive to survive. And so as, as I look at that now and become aware of that, I can see that I practiced from the time that I was a child. And it's important, regardless of when you begin to nurture your gifts and expand them, that it requires practice. Yes, I'm a big fan of practice. Uh, One might say I kind of stumbled into it. Uh, 
looking back now, my, my wound was the death of my older brother, to whom I was very close. But I never connected that all through my childhood or even into my adult life until about a year ago, a year and a half ago, I woke up one morning and for some reason I thought, it's okay to talk about these things now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the timing was. I don't know what changed. But when I started to speak about it, people kept asking me, when did this start for you? Uh, when did you get this gift? And I'm going, what gift? And, uh, and it was only contemplating the questions people were asking me that I finally thought, oh, yeah, that's when it started. And now I see it going back to, to that time in my life uh, through my teenage years and the rest of my life. I think my older brother has come and uh, helped me with my gift. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times that the depth of pain in your experience also creates the expansion uh, on the other end of that spectrum. Um, so if you have suffered um, deep loss or a lack of love in your life, then your gift probably is deep unconditional love. You would go from that um, grief and that loss of love into great love. And um, it, that if you allow that child to flow through you and teach you, you would expand into that greater love. So um, tell us this is beautiful. We, we asked them this the other night, but I would like you to share just a few gifts with the audience that each of you have. I loved hearing the variety. <laughs> I know that one of my gifts is just being really sensitive. And I've been extremely sensitive my whole life. And so I have, because of that, I have deep empathy for people. And those are both gifts that I have. Um, I would say that um, my ability to see and read energy has enhanced my gift to unconditionally love people. So I love people without condition. Um, and I would say that I have the gift of, of healing, that I love to put my hands on people and I love to help facilitate reflecting healing within others. I'm still thinking about what I'm going to say, so I'm going to defer to Dr. O'Driscoll. Um, I've come to realize that some of my gifts are I can see people that are not in their bodies. Sometimes I see people after they're dead, and they communicate with me. And only recently, as I've started mentoring people individually, have I begun to realize that I can discern other people's gifts and help them to come to realize their own gifts so that they can get their own answers, not my answers, theirs. So I believe that as a child, one of the things that I learned to do was to look at people and read them even when they weren't talking. And that was a way that I was able to survive and feel safer to have a sense of what was going on with that person. And I didn't realize at the time that that may have been, well, I know now that what I experienced and what each of you have experienced, I'm sure, has been a contributory factor to the development of gifts. And so in my case, 
I am so grateful for the ability that I have to be able to see what's going on with people, to ascertain, and that's an important thing that I do in my practice. But also, uh, the great part about that is that it's morphed into, rather than, is this person scary, which is why I developed that gift as a child, it's morphed into, wow, this person is amazing. Look at their potential. And to be able to see that has been such an incredible gift in my life. Mm. So let's talk for a few minutes. We've, we've discussed uh, a little bit, but let's go deeper into the two emotions. What are the two emotions? Dr. Louise, I know you're great at this. So every emotion can really be distilled down into two root emotions, love and fear. And I think once we are willing to let go of fear in all of its many insidious varieties and learn how to love instead, beginning with loving ourselves, our gifts can flourish. How did you learn to love yourself, Leslie? I'm still learning to love myself. <laughs> Is that, that's the truth. Absolutely um, true. Uh, do you know, it's, it's a constant process of letting go and mm -hmm. being aware of how I feel. Um, I think that it, it's just a daily practice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Michelle, love and fear? Um, well, I feel like the love that I have for other people is so deep, and I can give it so freely. But to give it to yourself, that is a whole a whole other thing. And so... Um, the more I love people, I, I always have that question in my mind. Is that, am I allowing that to reflect on myself mm -hmm. as well? That's something I learned about the heart, is it's actually it's meant to receive first. It's built to receive and then to give. And aren't we running on the opposite of that in our lives? So that's important. Dr. Jeff? Um, one of the things that's been given me on occasion is to be able to see people's souls to see the divine nature, their divine nature, mm -hmm. to see their divinity, even mm -hmm. though they don't see it. And it's really hard sometimes to see that in yourself. And in fact, I was on Facebook once a while back, and I saw this Facebook post, and it was this beautiful mirror. It was decorated nicely and had a quote at the bottom that said, the hardest place to see God is in the mirror. And I thought, that sounds really familiar. <laughs> And I looked down at the attribution, and she was quoting me from my book. And uh, it was her. It was me. <laughs> and so much of getting rid of fear yeah. and having love is being able to look in the mirror and see God. Yeah. Because when you see it in, in the mirror, right. then you can see it in others. You almost have to see it in the mirror to see it in others. And I, that's it. I read that, chat, that little section of your book, I, I think, ten times in a row, just blown away at how simple and um, well said that it was. I just, it, it changed me, it changed me. So let's talk a little more about the fears um, because I know in your story also, uh, there was a lot of fear about sharing your gifts. So what are those fears that stop us from sharing? Well, I think when you have a gift that you hold near and dear to your heart, it's hard to share it with the world because you're worried 
about the criticism. You're worried about what other people will say about this sacred gift that you have. And so the fear did hold me back for for a really long time. And and finally, it was just knowing that I'd be able to use this gift to help other people when I was told that. And I really, truly knew that within my heart. That dissolved a lot of fear that I had mm-hmm. because that, that helped me to know that I can help others. So <laughs> Your desire to help others was greater than your fear at that point. Yeah. What about you, Liz? Oh, and I, I think um, that baseline of I'm just not quite good enough it's that that fear that I'm just not quite good enough um, and putting yourself out there. But knowing that you are to, sh- to share your gift with others, that it is blessing the lives of others, but you have to be familiar enough with love within yourself in order to truly exude that outside of yourself. And so I think it's becoming, transcending that fear within yourself enough that you finally exude that outside yourself. Again, it's practice. It's practice. practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would say that one of the biggest fears that I have had is a fear of being misunderstood. The fascinating part about fear is that it's something with it's emotion. It's an emotion that we've all experienced, and yet it's very isolating. And being afraid, if you have a gift inside of you. Whatever gift that might be, perhaps the fear of sharing it has created a sense of isolation in you. And so gratitude for being able to open up and share that with love, letting love come into your heart, uh, it just busts away, breaks away that sense of isolation. I don't know about all of you, but I have. there have been times when I have felt very lonely sitting in thinking and even experiencing the gifts that I have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I finally decided to talk about some of my experiences, um, it kind of opened me up and within a few months I'd written my book. And um, my friend Jeff Olson, who some of you know, had arranged my first public speaking engagement in Salem, Massachusetts. And I said, really Jeff? 25 years to speak about seeing spirits, and you arranged my first speaking engagement in Salem, Massachusetts? He said, yeah, it'll be great. It'll be fun. So, so, so I'm, I'm in the airport, and I have a stack of my newly minted books, and uh, this couple comes and sits down next to me and starts the airport talk. Where are you going? What are you doing? And stuff. And uh, when they found out where I was going and what I was speaking about, this young woman said, you know, my grandfather just died, and he's come to me a couple times. And something came to me and said, tell her. And I, it, she was so refreshing for her to talk to somebody that believed and understood. And I said, next time he comes to you, ask him what he wants you to do. And she knew that was the right question. She took one of my books and she got on the plane and left her and her husband. And I got on my plane to Boston. And mind you, I'd been an emergency physician for 25 years at this point. I, I estimated I'd taken care of in excess of 60,000 patients. And on the plane, between Salt Lake and uh, Boston, the voice that I've come to trust spoke to me and said, you will help more people with this book than you've helped as a physician in the emergency department. And that helped me get over the fear. Mm -hmm. 
What was that like? Let's go into that moment when you, I think there is a, a moment where you accept your gift. You know, what, what is that moment like? Um, and, and that we can share and maybe we can expand these moments to everyone. And even own the gift. And even own the gift. Yeah. And, 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 and Robin, you go ahead. You can answer too. <laughs> I can answer. We will answer. Um, for me, I, I never realized I was an empath until I was being trained in Reiki. And the first day of class, I um, put my hands on this woman, and all of a sudden, I got a stomach ache. And then a second later, she said, oh, I forgot to tell you, I have a stomach ache. And I thought, that's weird. So do I. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. No, I don't. I just felt that. And um, to be 44 and never have recognized that I could feel what other people were feeling, that helped me understand a lot about the depression I'd dealt with for 20 years. I could look back and ask, wow, how much of that depression was actually even mine? I don't know. Or how much of it was what I was feeling from others. Um, but from that point on, just to be aware of the gift, to understand it was my gift, and to uh, study and understand that gift of empathy, that, that's been very powerful for me, life-changing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I spent most of my life dumbing down my gifts, not talking about my gifts, and I, got, I was really, really good at it. <laughs> and so when I was older and started a family and having kids, my gifts got stronger and stronger and stronger and to the point where I couldn't ignore them anymore. And so I, it finally got to the point where I knew that the spirit was telling me so strong, speak up, speak up, share as much as you can with people. And so I just started by just sharing one person at a time, one by one by one, until one day it, it was so, the spirit was so strong just telling me it's time to share it with so many, so many more people and that people need to hear this because it's gonna help other people to accept their own gifts and to be able to speak up about their gifts too. Do you know, for me, um, there really was a defining moment. (laughs) There really was when I just literally let go of resistance. I just felt that in my body because um, it felt like I had been resisting and resisting and resisting sharing. And when I finally just let go of that resistance, then then the sharing came um, a little bit more easy. Mm-hmm. And it still takes nurturing um, those gifts and paying attention and listening so that we are sharing them in a way that, that we want to and based on love. But it was letting go of that resistance, and boy, it wasn't until I was in my 40s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I began to embrace who I am and what I was about from the time I was a child. And it's just continued incrementally to increase. I remember one day laying on my front lawn and looking up at the sky and suddenly having this amazing experience of feeling so old. and just a feeling of enormous peace coming over me that I would be fine. And 
somehow that was the beginning of me embracing all that I am, all that I had experienced, and all that I continue to do. And so I, I kind of hope that I can continue to embrace, and I'm still working to embrace all that I, mm -hmm. all, all the gifts that I'm trying to develop. I got a little distracted listening to everybody's answer. <laughs> what was the question? Uh, so. Your defining moment, I, and you kind of talked about it. Um, your defining well, moment. I'll tell you just uh, about less than six weeks ago. Um, uh, on, on this occasion, it was a masculine voice that I was listening to, and he said to me, every experience is to enable you to help somebody else. And I, th I thought, no, no, no. Experiences are for personal growth, and then you can go help somebody else. And he said, no. The primary reason for every experience is to enable you to help somebody else, and you get the secondary benefit of personal growth. And that dramatically changed my perspective. I don't know whether that applies to anybody else. I just know it applies to me because that's what I was told. Mm, that's fantastic. Sometimes um, with when we, I know it's, it gets tricky because people think when you have a gift, um, especially like Michelle, that everything in your life could be great. <laughs> you know, that everything, you shouldn't have any problems. And so I think that's one of the reasons why we kind of hesitate owning our own gifts is because we think, well, if I could do that, then everything would be okay. So what, what would you say to that? Like what, Michelle, you can go first since I picked on you. Yeah, I've had so many experiences with people, conversations where people are so surprised at any of my struggles that I have. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll talk about, I've struggled with depression. Really? <laughs> How? How? How is that possible? <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, I think that our gifts, they are something that, that help us, but they definitely don't make all of our problems go away. Yeah. We still have our human experience here, and we're still learning and growing. But um, yeah, so sometimes it, they know. make your problems worse, <laughs> right? <laughs> sometimes it makes it harder. Sometimes you're depressed yeah. because of your gift yeah. and because of the frustration you deal with because of it. Yeah, that's true. That's and feeling isolated and feeling yeah. that you don't belong. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't have others to talk to you about. Mm -hmm. the things that you're experiencing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I love to say that we're all the same. Everyone has spiritual gifts. Yeah. So everyone, and life happens to all of us. So um, even though, you know, I may have this spiritual gift and Michelle has this spiritual gift and Louise has this spiritual gift, life still happens to us. Right. And so we still get to embrace life like everyone else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're all the same. Yeah. I think that was a moment you know, when I could see that both could happen at the same time. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, you keep waiting for, well, I will, I will accept that when it has more power than it should be, it should have, right? It, it shouldn't take over our human experience. So um, if you could tell the audience members one thing about their gifts, what would you want them to know about their own gifts? Know and feel. That's a tough one. Uh, it's a big question. Um, if I could say one thing, own your gifts. They're yours. They're for a reason. And you have to own them. And then you have to practice. We're perfectly comfortable with the notion of 
practicing the piano for 40,000 hours to become proficient, even if we have the gift of being yeah. able to play, yeah. uh, or sports, or any other example you pick. But a lot of people think that gifts, spiritual gifts, come, come whole cloth and perfected, and all you have to do is implement them. It's not true. You have to practice on a regular basis to become better at it. That's what I would say. Own them and practice. Mm. Fabulous. Thank you. And to hearken back to the last question, remember, too, that anything that requires sensitivity means that there's going to be two kinds of sensitivity. Meaning by that, I feel like my, my husband would say, you are so sensitive to other people, but you are also so easily sensitive to the things I say and remember things that happened 30 years ago. <laughs> I've tried to tell him that's a female trait, yeah, a female not necessarily <laughs> a, a gift. <laughs> he would not say that it is a gift. <laughs> so it's recognizing that every day comes with new experiences and being open to them. And I so totally agree with Dr. Jeff. Don't be afraid to practice. What's the worst thing that can happen? You might not do well, but the first child that you had, when, or the second or third or fourth or seventh, when they started to walk, you didn't say, oh, when they fell, oh, sorry, you're done. I'll just pick you up and carry you for the rest of your life. So you, I want to say, you can do this. You have within you the ability to do so much good, and you are much more capable than you believe. Well, I just have to echo what these two have said and add that um, nurturing, so taking the time to hone in on those specific gifts that are unique to you. Because sometimes we can feel overwhelmed, too. Many of us are empathetic and are sensitive and caring and kind. But to hone in specifically on your unique gifts, um, to take the time to get quiet, to quiet your mind, um, and to listen to the inside and then nurture those specific gifts, I would say help you develop them and then practice. Well, we're all divine beings, so every single one of us has incredible gifts and they all need to be shared. We're all here to help each other and to share our gifts with each other. And one of the ways that helped me to really hone in on my gift was to write, just journal. And that was the, a safe place for me to be really honest and to start writing about what my gifts were and how I wanted to share them with people. Well, we hope you have appreciated this conversation about gifts. We really feel that to be whole and to live your life purpose and fulfill your life mission, that's going to require each of us to own our gifts. And we can be here and do a lot of good in the world, but when we own our gifts, we do in this world what no one else can do. Each of us has a unique set of experiences. Each of us has a unique set of gifts. And that combination and that synergy of your life experiences and your life gifts make you uniquely qualified to accomplish certain things on this earth. And we hope that this discussion has helped you feel more confident in owning and being willing to practice 
and develop your own spiritual gifts. So please give our panel a round of applause. Thank you so much. <laughs>